0: Hey everyone and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show hosted by myself, Luke Armstrong. Uh, welcome everybody to the show. If this is your first time checking out uh, Games Are Fun, Games Are Fun is a podcast that's all about video games. I talk about video games every week, uh, Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Center Time is when the episodes go live. You can expect me to talk about games that are out right now. Uh, news stories that are circulating around the gaming industry and just my overall thoughts and impression on video games. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, CastBox, SoundCloud, Google Play, make sure you give a like or subscribe to the podcast if you like the show. Um, also, if you're so inclined to do so and want to provide some feedback, comments on the show, you can email me those at gamesarefunpodcasts at gmail.com. Now, today's show is kind of light on content just due to the fact that there wasn't a lot of news stories um, from the past week that I I found interesting. (laughs) I laugh at that because I generally start every episode with Games Are Fun is a weekly podcast show where I talk about video game news stories and highlights from the past week that I found interesting. Well, there wasn't a lot that I found interesting this week, which is surprising because PAX West uh, video game conference just wrapped up this This past weekend, and there were some cool announcements from that, but uh, mostly they're just announcements or gameplay things, and I didn't really find uh, the content to be to the level that I was interested enough to talking about on my own show here. So uh, there are some stories though that I am going to be talking about in this episode. So Spider-Man, of course, I'm super pumped for Spider-Man's coming out at the end of this week. Uh, I found an article that was just released. Insomniac confirmed how long Spider-Man for the PS4 is going to run you for the average player. So I'm going to talk about that article. And then we got a new Fortnite update. Let's be honest, that's why you clicked on the video you saw Fortnite in the title and you're like, I love Fortnite, I'm clicking on this video. Um, Yeah, there's a new update for a new mode in Fortnite. And I, as you guys know if you've listened to the show, I'm not a huge Fortnite fan, but I dip in and out of it Every now and then when I find something interesting. And I only talk about Fortnite not to jump on the bandwagon or, or get into clickbait. I, I talk about Fortnite in episodes when Fortnite is offering something that I'm interested in. And they have a cool new mode that actually sounds really cool. And I wanted to talk about that. And then I'm going to go over your free games for September 2018. For Xbox Games with Gold as well as the PlayStation Plus games uh, for this month. And then the second half of the show... Uh, If you listen to uh, previous episodes, I talked about me picking up Shenmue 1 and 2 Remastered. Well, I picked it up essentially right when it came out on August 21st, and I've now played, I would say I'm about halfway through the first game, and I've put a decent amount of hours into it already, and I kind of got some thoughts and impressions on it for being somebody who's never experienced Shenmue before. I know that some of you guys don't actually know too much about Shenmue, and so I wanted to... Take the second half of the show to talk about that. Uh, You can expect me to continue this topic as I play through the game, as I beat the game, and as I check out Shenmue 2. So that's going to be the second half of the show. And then, of course, we're ending it with the question of the week, like we do every other week. So let's get this show on the roll. Uh, Is it What's that expression? Is it let's get the show on the roll? I don't think that's right. I think it's let's get the the show on the road. I don't know. Send into games are fun, podcast at gmail.com, if I'm right on that. Um, housekeeping for you for this episode of Gaff. Um, the community let's play for September. As I mentioned in previous episodes, oh, man, I feel like I've said that now three times referencing uh, previous episodes, but uh, I definitely touched on it last episode. I'm planning on doing community let's plays with the Gaff community every month. Last month we did No Man's Sky, checked out the new update that came the multiplayer update that came with that. It was a bit of a bust but we still had fun. Going to continue that uh idea moving into September. Basically, I'm going to pick a game that uh you guys suggest and I'm going to get you guys the listeners and get squad up and play with you guys and stream it on twitch.tv. So, the plan is uh, to hear suggestions from you guys on what games you want to play. I reached out last episode. No one wrote in on what games they wanted to check out. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get the first shot on making a suggestion, right after you hear this, make sure you send me a suggestion, whether it's on gamesarefunpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or hit me up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to reach me at. Send me in a game that you guys think we should play together for September. I don't really have too many thoughts. I thought um, NHL 19 would be a cool idea. Um, it's just, I don't know if I'm going to get NHL 19 right off the bat. Um, but I might be able to pick it up from the library. But the thing is, when you pick up games from the library, usually you can't get them right when they come out because they're on hold for like a really long time. And. Because there's lots of people that want to play it, right? So you got to get in line, and by the time you get your chance at checking out the game, it's like three months (laughs) later. So um, that's just one suggestion. I don't. I'm not. Like I said, I'm not. I don't think that is something that could actually happen. But uh, I just want to hear what you guys want to play. Um, You know, it doesn't matter if it's on Xbox or PlayStation. I think there's more of you. Who have PlayStations that listen to the podcast, and so that might be an easier option. But regardless, send me an idea. It could be anything, it could be an old older game, it could be Rocket League, it could be Fortnite, it could be um PUBG. Like it really doesn't matter. I like to play all games as long as I have it and you guys have it. Let's you know take a day and play it together. So send in your suggestions, really want to hear from you guys. Um, you know, this can only happen if you guys want it to happen. Um, so, if I don't get feedback on this, maybe this is something that I phase, phase out, but uh, I really like to make it happen. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to hear what you guys want to play. Uh, last thing on housekeeping uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to continue to uh, plug this. Um, but I'm now trying to stream as much as possible on Twitch.tv. Uh, twitch.tv slash games are fun podcast is my specific channel. And I'm going to be streaming basically whatever games I want. Last week, I streamed Pokemon Stadium 2. And that was a lot of fun. I was playing through, I, I don't I didn't make it quite halfway, but I, I got up to like the fourth gym leader on Pokemon Stadium 2. So that was a lot of fun. But I want to stream games like that every every so often. I ran a poll on the Facebook page as well as my Instagram page of between streaming NHL 2003 or Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Now, NHL 2003 won on my Facebook page, but Twilight Princess won on my Instagram page. So I don't know which one I'm going to do first, but I'll do both of them at some point. So those are two games I'm going to stream. I might stream some Shenmue later. Uh, If you're listening to this episode right now here on Tuesday, September 4th, uh, this evening I'm actually probably going to be jumping on stream, maybe, maybe not. Uh, But head over to Twitch.tv, make sure you follow me and get notifications when I go live so you can catch the streams. Um, Now with all that said, all that plugging done, let's get into the stories that I want to talk about this week. Um, So starting with the first story, Spider-Man is coming out this Friday, September 7th, and I'm super excited. I was actually debating whether to buy this game on, you know, day one or to wait for, you know... For a price drop or something. And then I decided that. You know what? I need to go get this game on day one. I need to be part of the story. I need to be part of the conversation on this game. And. Yeah. It just it looks <laughs> just so awesome. Like I'm so excited to play it. Um, so. With that being said. Uh, I found an article. Um, from Jordan Remey on GameSpot, and he talks about uh, Spider-Man's PS4 games length estimate confirmed by Insomniac. So Insomniac Games Community Director James Stevenson has revealed PS4 Spider-Man takes about 20 hours to beat. Stevenson unveiled the number when answering an inquisitive player's question on Twitter. It's worth noting that 20 hours is the average taken from multiple play testers. Stevenson wrote that 20 hours is about how long it takes for someone to beat Spider-Man on the default difficulty and only when completing some quests and activities. Those that do more will take a, a lot longer. So the 20 hour mark is for the average player who's not looking to test themselves against the game's most challenging combat or complete every optional objective provide a comparison most of insomniac's games are about 10 hours long one of the most notable exceptions is 2014's xbox one exclusive sunset overdrive side note that's a really wicked game if you have an xbox get that game i think it's on game pass uh it's freaking awesome Uh, Back to the article, just under 20 hours on the default difficulty if you do some of the side missions and gather a few of the collectibles. So Spider-Man is much closer in length to Sunset Overdrive than Insomniac's other titles like Resistance 3, Fuse, or 2016's Ratchet and Clank. If you're hoping to beat Spider-Man in a weekend so you could get back to chipping at your backlog, it seems totally plausible. I don't see that being plausible. I definitely could not set aside 20 hours on a weekend to play a video game. But maybe you guys could. Um, Spider-Man releases exclusively for PS4 on September 7th. Um, and that's it. So, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is... I didn't want to talk about what this game... Because, I, like I said, I'm going to buy this game on day one. And I'm going to have lots of thoughts and impressions by next week's episode so i'm gonna save all my kind of thoughts on the game for that episode i'm rather than talking about what you guys can expect which you know there's tons of that content on there i just wanted to talk about this little piece because i found this interesting because whenever a game comes out the first thing i always try to wonder is how much hour, how many hours am i going to be putting into this game and that's specifically because i'm now an adult And I have a job and I have responsibilities and I don't have a lot of time to put into video games. Um, Whenever I do have free time, I try to play as much games as I can. But, you know, I have real world problems that need attention and I can't always put what I want in a game. And so if a game's going to run me, you know, quite a few hours, maybe I'll not straight up pass on it, but maybe I'll wait for that game. Um, Maybe I'll purchase it at a time when... I have some free time, right? So I'm glad to glad to see that Spider Man is only twenty hours long. I think that's again that's an average. So I'll probably definitely go over that because I tend to do quite a few side missions and you know explore the open world that the game is set in. So I'll probably be I I think around thirty hours is probably my my estimated play time on that, and that seems doable to me. Um, what I am not a big fan of like, as you guys know, I clearly love video games. But what I'm not a big fan of is games that you can put a hundred hours into and there's you're still not complete. I start to get worn out when I put in 50 plus hours and I'm still nowhere near completing that game. Because I want to see the the end of a game, but I also don't want to have to spend that many hours to see that end. So I was a little whenever there's an open world game, I kinda get worried that uh if it's going to take too long to complete i'm going to end up dropping it off and moving on to another game and so i'm really glad to see that spider-man uh that's not the case with this game it's a little bit different um compared to some of the other open world games out there like if we look at the witcher 3 which i was just talking about last week you know that's a game that you could put hundreds of hours into if you wanted to um And it's actually going to take at least 50, 60 hours to complete the main storyline. And so, uh, yeah, that's kind of one of the reasons why I never completed that game. It's just because I got burnt out. uh, And it's not that I wasn't having fun. It's just like that's an overwhelming amount of content to play play through. So that's really cool. Um, I think it's doable. I'm excited for it. That's all I'm going to say on this because I'm going to be talking about it a lot for the next couple episodes. And so... Yeah, we'll we'll leave it at that. I just wanted to touch on that in case any of you were curious on how long this game, uh, you know, is going to run you. Moving on, Fortnite new update coming that's called uh, High Stakes. So, what's the story on that? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, Fortnite has introduced different modes throughout uh, being released. Um, Some of these modes I've talked about on the show in the past. Uh, For example, we had Fortnite Playground mode was something that I found quite interesting because it was a mode that um, I could see myself getting into, right? Uh, Just due to the fact that it was a mode that allowed you to practice the game. And for someone who doesn't have a lot of skill when it comes to Fortnite, uh, I liked being able to join a mode that was a lot slower and more manageable for me. So this mode um, looks kind of interesting as well. So I'm reading this from Eurogamer. gamer. uh, Matt Wells has the article. So Epic Games has now, following its sneaky tease last Friday, revealed full details of Fortnite's upcoming heist theme, high stakes, limited time event, which comes to Battle Royale mode later this week. High stakes centerpiece is the new getaway limited time mode which is designed for squads and as was revealed during Fortnite's Pax West live stream over the weekend sets teams loose across the Battle Royale ma- map in search of jewels. So these jewels are found in safes which fall from the sky attached to supply drop balloons. Once you excuse me, once a jewel has been retrieved ah, I can't speak. <laughs> Jesus. Recording this late at night so uh let's let's start. Once a jewel has been retrieved, a team must then safely transport it to a getaway van elsewhere on the map. The first four teams to successfully get a jewel into a vehicle, all while avoiding the barrage... Of gunfire is that the barrage barrage of gunfire from competing squads of course win the game high stakes second component comes in form of three new challenges each of which awards a special event exclusive item once completed by playing 10 matches of the new getaway mode for instance players will earn 5000 XP and then you got your customizations that come uh, with that as well um, and yeah that's basically it um' sorry I'm just seeing if there's anything else worth talking about in here no that's basically it so why did I want to talk about this well one because fortnite's always a hot topic and it's always cool to talk about what's going on in the gaming world but the reason why I talked about it, which I kind of highlighted at the top of the show was this is it's cool to see a mode that um is kind of different from the, kind of repetitive gameplay that Fortnite has to offer. I think that's how Fortnite is staying fresh is by offering these different modes for people that um kind of get burnt out doing the same thing over and over again. Some some things some people that's their bread and butter, right? They stick to Call of Duty, they stick to Fortnite, uh, you know, Battle Royale, they stick to FIFA or NHL and that's what they enjoy, which is great. I just find I like to have variety. And so whenever a game that I is one of those repetitive games, Add something into it uh, that freshens up the gameplay. I'm I'm all for it. So I think this is cool that they're kind of adding an event that isn't along the traditional, you know, like one versus 99 other people um, or just the, the squad mentality of, you know, last team standing. They're adding another element into it that will make it, you know, fun. Um, like the 50 versus 50 mode in Fortnite, I actually find more fun than the traditional like squad mode or uh, single mode or whatever, in the traditional Battle Royale mode through Fortnite. Um, it's cool because I find it more manageable. Um, the games will last longer. You won't die right away if you're really bad because you have the support of your team or there's other elements uh, involved in the game that could, you know... Lengthen the the time that it takes to complete a match, and so, yeah, I, I I'm interested in checking out this this mode. I'm basically exclusively playing Fortnite on my Switch because I love the fact that I can play it, you know, in bed or on the go, um, and stuff like that. So it's it's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm interested in seeing what it looks like, and hopefully it lives up to expectations. The only thing that I don't really care for with these special modes is that they're limited time events. Once this is over, they'll move on to the next thing, which kind of sucks. It'd be cool if these like they could bring them back and they probably will at some point, but it would be sweet to see some of these events stay for longer than um, longer than they have in the past. I think that would keep me to come come in and back ah, to come back and play Fortnite more frequently. So yeah, now moving on to free games in September. Uh, it's September, which means you got free new games with Games with Gold. And if you're a PlayStation uh, Plus subscriber, you got some free games uh, as well. So, what games do we got here? Well, let me tell you as I pull them up on my phone. Um, week month uh, for Xbox, in my opinion. So, Xbox Games with Gold for September 2018. Uh First game is Prison Architect for Xbox One and Lego Star Wars 3, The Clone Wars, for Xbox 360. So I don't know anything about Lego Star Wars games, but The Clone Wars? I think I'm just attaching Clone Wars to, like, Episode 2. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Lego Star Wars games. This one's supposed to be good, though, from what I hear. And Prison Architect, I don't know, to basically, I'm uh, just reading from GameSpart article, puts you in charge of a prison. You get to design the layout of the building to manage how the occupants are treated. You can aim to make your prison a pleasant place designed to rehabilitate criminals within, or you can give in to your darker urges and inspire things like arson, murders, and riots. It sounds really, really sweet. Uh, I think I, I so I've downloaded it and I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out now that I've read that description. Um, For Honor, is also available until September 15th. So if you haven't downloaded that, it's still available till then. Um, after Lego Star Wars is done, uh Sega Vintage Collection Monster World will be available September 16th to 30th. The other mid month edition is the Xbox One game live lock or live lock, which will be available September 16th to October 15th. So make sure you download those games if you are a gold subscriber. Kind of a weak lineup in my eyes, but PlayStation Plus subscribers, definitely not a weak lineup. Destiny 2, that's crazy, is free if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. And actually it was available, bef- I think at the end of August. You could download it early because they wanted to get people download the game so that they could <laughs> purchase the Forsaken DLC. Uh, good, good business strategy, give away the game for free. Um, and then people would pay for the DLC that was just being re- released now. And uh, jump in with everyone else that's uh, currently playing Destiny 2. So that's really cool. Destiny 2 I played uh, when it came out. Like a month after it came out last year. And Destiny is just not a game that is for me. Um, The multiplayer aspect of it is not something that I'm really interested in. But I can't deny that the gameplay uh, mechanics and story in it it are very, very cool. I mean, it's from the creators of the Halo series. Uh, So... Yeah, if you're at all interested in sci-fi shooters, sci-fi or just first-person shooters in general, or online multiplayer games, definitely download Destiny 2. The other game is God of War 3 Remastered. Um, of course, God of War 3 came out on PlayStation 3, uh, got remastered, and is available on PlayStation 4. Uh, not as uh, That's not the God... If you don't know anything about God of War, the God of War that was the big deal was the one that came out... Uh, This year, 2018's God of War, which I still have yet to pick up. But this is a good entry to the God of War series uh, if you just kind of want to see that kind of hack and slash mechanics that God of War had to offer. Um, I've played, I'm probably halfway through the game, I would say. Maybe, yeah, I would say half through. And I really enjoy it. It's a really fun game. Um, I mean, the game is free. So really, you have no excuse on not checking it out so uh yeah those are the free games make sure you download them um they're free games guys like all you got to do is download them and they're in your account right uh as long as you're continue to be a subscriber they're there uh i don't need to drive this home too much but i i just am so surprised that every month people miss out on these games and uh will never get to play them unless they buy them right So make sure you download those games. Moving on, Shenmue 1 and 2 Remastered. So I've been intrigued by Shenmue uh, for a while because Shenmue is a game that I was very young when it came out, but I am educated in the impact it had on the gaming industry when it was released. So Shenmue was initially released for the Sega Dreamcast, a console that probably not a lot of people had. Um, and Shenmue 2, direct sequel to the first Shenmue, uh, came out for the Sega Dreamcast only in Japan and Europe. Uh, A North American release for Shenmue 2 came out on the original Xbox. So the only way in North America that you could play, uh, North American versions at least, um, that were locked to that region were Shenmue on the Sega Dreamcast, and Shenmue two on the original Xbox. So, the interesting thing about Shenmue that I is is crazy to me is back in the day, it had a really really big budget. Um, the reason why it had such a big budget is because it was making great uh, strides in development for video games at the time. So if we look look back at what games were being what games look like from a technical standpoint in the late 90s uh, early 2000s you know we're looking at the PlayStation one as well as the Nintendo 64 are doing quite good with 3d graphics but if we look at um, character models in the game they're all just basically polygons with uh, pictures of faces pasted onto those 3D polygons, right? Think about Goldeneye and what the faces look like. Uh, If we look at, like, Legend of Zelda, yeah, sure, we have more animated faces, but, um, yeah, there wasn't too many 3D characters uh, that had a whole lot of detail to them. So that was one of the big things that Shenmue really was basically... Shocking the gaming industry for is that these 3D models were very well animated, and um, that was just something you didn't see at that point in time. So, uh, the other thing that made this game very revolutionary at the time was its open world map. Now, it's not open world to the size of like Grand Theft Auto today. But at the time, it was basically, you could go from different parts of this community in Japan, um, as well as in China, and you could do what you want. You could go into different businesses uh, in little towns. You could talk to the um, NPC characters. And the crazy thing about the NPC characters is that they had their own routines and... Uh, schedules as the game went on the game didn't they don't just stand on the street corner 24 uh, 7 and you can go up and talk they actually have paths um, the businesses are only open um, you know between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. or something like that the hair uh, is a clock system that is like a real-world world clock it, it's not like real to scale of what real-world time is in the real world um, it moves much faster. Otherwise, that would be, take a long time to get through the game. But uh, there's a clock system and a time system and everybody works around that time system. You know, so if it's late at night, you can't necessarily do a specific quest if it requires you to be in a certain building at a certain time. right? If that building's closed because it's nighttime, you're going to have to go back home, go to sleep and come back the next day and do that. So that's pretty, it seems a little tedious to some people, but I think what the vision was at that point in time was just trying to create a game that provided the player with that, just a really big freedom of choice, right? Being able to kind of do things as you want, not force you to walk a certain path, right? You could go talk to who you wanted, you could go where you wanted in the game, Um you know it even gets as mundane as you actually can get a job in in Shenmu as a forklift driver and work a day job so it's just showing you it, it like i don't think if you are somebody who isn't uh, well aware of the history of gaming you wouldn't realize like on how big of an impact that game had when it came out so when they it's always been a game that I've been interested in just for those measures. And so when they announced that there was going to be a remaster for those games, I'm like, I want to jump on that for sure. That's something that I missed out on that I want to check out for myself. And so, yeah, that was really... I basically, like I said, I've played like 10, 15 hours of the first game. And those all things I definitely uh, appreciate about the game. Now, my other thoughts on it are... First of all, it was basically a straight port to PS4 and Xbox and I think PC as well. Um, they basically sharpened up the the graphics uh, or ju- the visuals. They didn't change textures in the game. Um, everything is literally as it was back in 1999 on the Sega Dreamcast. And... Uh, So the controls are really dated, like it's clunky, you can't move your character around super smoothly, so I had to adjust to that, but eventually I found like after a half an hour, 45 minutes of playing, I got used to the feel of moving my character around in the environment, and so uh, I kind of can look past that now, but it is a little frustrating at the beginning when it's like, man, this character is slow, or just not turning in the right directions you're wanting them to turn in so that's kind of interesting uh the other thing that I kind of found with it is it's really annoying uh when you have to do a mission and it's like you go say you have to meet a character at a certain building at like two o'clock in the afternoon well you go to that building and then you find out that um like you can't if it's You wake up at 8.30 every morning. So between 8.30 and 2, you have to find something to do because you can't trigger that cutscene until 2 o'clock. So there's things to do. There's like an arcade that you can go to and play like old Sega arcade games within the game, which is really fun. Um, But that gets tedious, right? Like after a while, it gets a little boring having to do that all the time. But once 2 o'clock rolls around, you go talk to them. And then let's say the next thing you have to do is do something the next day at, let's say five o'clock in the afternoon or evening, um, so now it's two thirty roughly. You can't go to bed until eight p.m. So between two thirty and eight p.m., you have to find something to do. You gotta waste time, and so there's a little bit of that part of it. I'm not a big fan of. Like I would be. It would, I like it so that I could just like speed up time, um to have that happen have that choice right like if i want to go in the arcade and play games or if i want to go and explore the village or whatever i can do that but if i don't want to i could speed up to trigger that next quest or whatever um but again that's just like speaking to what was what that game was at the time so um if there was more things to do in the world i think i could get over that but you know, after like your fourth day in the game, you kind of figure out like what all the things you can do in the in the towns and stuff. And so, yeah, that's that's kind of what I think of it. Um, I'm still playing it. I'm halfway through it. I'm I'm trucking along. Hopefully I'll beat it uh, before I get Spider-Man. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. And so, yeah, and then I'll jump into Shenmue 2. And I'm, the reason why I also want to play these games is because Uh, Shenmue 3 is coming out next year Uh, so the 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 creator of the Shenmue has parted ways from Sega who originally uh, published and developed that game they gave him the rights to uh, basically create a a third entry into the series and so uh, yeah there's a new Shenmue game coming out after like 22 years or whatever it is so that's uh, that's really cool to see I'm definitely I'll be able to beat Shenmue 1 and 2 by then and yeah we'll see what happens then what's kind of interesting I've talked about this before is how Yakuza is kind of like a spiritual successor to Shenmue so I see a lot of elements I'm a big fan of the Yakuza series and I see how there's a lot of elements from the Yakuza games that they took from the Shenmue games um some indirectly but uh yeah uh yakuza kiwami 2 came out as well i'm gonna probably have to wait for a price drop on that because i can't buy that game and spider-man at the same time and spider-man is just one of those games i gotta get so hopefully i'll, I'll get my fix on yakuza here soon um yeah if you're interested at all like i picked this game up i think it's worth it it's 40 dollars canadian also known to me just as 40 <laughs> um that's like half the price of a regular game and you're getting two whole games you're probably getting you're getting like 60 plus hours of content there for 40 bucks like i think it's worth the pickup if you want to check it out um and it's available on ps4 and xbox like it's accessible to both parties there so it's pretty sweet check it out if you're at all interested otherwise just keep coming to games are fun where i'll continue to talk about it until i'm done with them now, to wrap up the show, uh, shorter episode, I know, but light on content. Uh, question of the week. So last week's question was, do you guys prefer a game that has a better story or a game that has better graphics? And a better way to clarify that, do you focus more on um, a game's mechanics such as like um, how the game operates or do you care more about the game's story? So Coleman Dean wrote into gaff and said hey luke i'm of a bit of a split opinion on this for me personally one of the main reasons to play a video game is to become immersed in the world created by the developers interact with that world and watch the story unfold in the broader context this means clearly the story is the most important aspect however there is a minimum threshold the mechanics of a game must meet the mechanics graphics and controls should be fluid enough as to not inhibit the immersion if the controls are clunky or the graphics are laughably bad, then the story doesn't mean much as most people won't play through it in its entirety. So to summarize, so long as the mechanics meet a certain threshold, story is clearly more important. Great. Thanks, Coleman, for writing in. My thoughts on this? Uh, I think you got it pretty much on the dot. There are some things that I'll, I'll kind of rebuttal with with your, uh, your comments on this. So... Um, First of all, I'll just say that, yeah, I do agree that story is more important than graphics. I played tons of games that uh, maybe don't have great mechanics, but have a really good story that keep me engaged to see it through the end. Um, I can't say there's a lot of games that necessarily have really good mechanics, um, but have a crappy story that I've continued playing, right? Um, The emotional aspect of video games is kind of why we want to get ourselves immersed in the world um but that being said uh you know each to their own right um yeah i think you're right to some degree that mechanics there there has to be a minimum threshold of of the mechanics um in order for the game to be satisfactory you know i've played a lot of games that have really poor mechanics um or poor gameplay i like i think of one game spec ops the line is a game that i wouldn't say the mechanics um and the controls were like clumsy or anything but the gameplay was just really repetitive you know like shooting enemies but the story was amazing um so i could look past that like you say um If the story doesn't mean much, most people won't play it through to its entirety. Yeah, I think I'm kind of on the opposite of that, where um, if a story is really good, I'll probably continue on with it just because I really, you know, I really hold the story important when it comes to gaming. And so I'll I'll look past those kinds of things. Um, Another game that I think about is like the Walking Dead Telltale series. From a mechanical standpoint, not really challenging. It's kind of a click and point adventure game, um, and you make your own choices in it. But it's the story and the control you have over the story that I think really makes that game good. So, yeah, that's what I think. I think uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, everyone does their own kind of thing. But if a game just because a game doesn't look pretty or doesn't play well, uh, doesn't mean that you uh, should totally write it off. Maybe give it a chance because um, maybe it's just not one of those games, right? Maybe it's a game that uh, just focuses more on the the narrative rather than the mechanics. And so this week's question of the week is: Do you play online games with your real world friends anymore? So something that I, this whole generation, I would say, now Xbox three hundred and sixty. I played a ton of online uh, games with my real world, world friends and I think that's because I had a lot of friends who had gaming consoles and were into gaming when the Xbox One came out I had just basically graduated from high school and so a lot of my friends had probably moving out into the adult world and didn't continue on with video games and those that did I wasn't really close with so I uh, never ended up playing online games with them and that's something that I had a lot of fun with back in the 360 area and i kind of miss um in this generation i have definitely not played as much online multiplayer games with friends as i um wish to and so that's why i'm posing the question to you guys do you play online games with your friends um do you the other kind of side question i have to that is if you play online games with uh, without your friends or your play online games, do you use a headset and talk to like the, the open lobby chat and talk with other p- people that you don't know? That's something I'm also curious about. Of course, I'll share all my thoughts on this topic next week when you guys send in your suggestions. You can send in your suggestions to the email address games podcast at gmail.com. Also, you could hit up on Facebook, games are fun, Twitter, games are fun underscore. Um and then over at Instagram, Games are Fun podcast. Make sure you go over to one of those to send in your suggestions and I'll read them next week uh, on next week's episode. So thanks everyone for checking out another episode of Games Are Fun. Next week, I hope to be talking a lot about Spider-Man hopefully between Friday, September 7th, and when I record the podcast for uh, the following Tuesday, I'll have played, Uh, a decent amount of the game to be able to talk about it a bit with you guys and yeah that's what i'm looking forward to so uh we'll see you guys on the next episode of games are fun see you later